Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. This show is dedicated to Eric Julian, a young man from Santa Cruz who took his own life this year. Oftentimes, suicidal feelings arise when anxiety and depression become unbearable to live with. Let's look upstream to see what causes anxiety and depression in the first place. It is well known that high levels of lead in the body are associated with depression. Lead gets passed down from a mother to her offspring through the umbilical cord stretching as far back as four generations. Anxiety has been linked with high levels of mercury in the body. Where does the mercury come from? One source of mercury, ethyl mercury, is found in the serum used in many of the FDA-approved injections. How did this get approved? They believe it exits the body after two weeks, since this is when it is no longer detected in the bloodstream. However, the reason mercury is no longer in the bloodstream is because after two weeks, it has moved up into the brain, where it stays for the rest of your life, or until you do something about it. If you would like to learn more about the damaging effects of mercury, see episode 32, Vaccine Safety with Robert F. Kennedy and Dr. Daniel Pompa. Learn all about this and more in today's episode of McCollum Wellness Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSCO. And uh, it's a beautiful day here in Santa Cruz, but a, a day of remembrance and a day of uh, really pondering and looking at our lives and deciding, you know, that it's life is so important and there's a lot more that we can do to uh, help ourselves and help those we love. I had the um, pleasure and um, sadness to attend a service today for a friend of one of the, the kids that grew up in my neighborhood um, in Seacliff. And, uh, you know, he, he had some problems with his, you know, growing up and he got on the wrong side of some of those bad things and the medications and drugs out there in the world and it ended up taking, uh, taking his life. So, you know, today I thought it would be really appropriate to talk about that, to talk about, you know, what is going on, uh, what kids are getting involved in, what are we missing? What are we missing with our friends and family and the children and even our parents that could be affecting um, our, their life and their willingness to keep going and giving it a try? So... You know, we've all been touched by um, tragedy and, 
you know, whether it's a personal family member or a friend, it is there and it's, and it's reaching us. Um, I know between my uh, three kids, um, they're all uh, 25 is the youngest to 33, and maybe he's 35 by now, but every one of them have had tragedy in their lives where either by accidents, by foolishness, by drug overdose, or even taking their own life, um, we have, we've missed the boat on catching this and doing something we could do about it or knowing something we could do about it. Today was a celebration of Eric Julian, a really great kid, a fantastic Sea Cliff member. Uh, he and his twin sister grew up uh, down the street from us. Um, we knew them. I knew them from Little League and Aptos. Uh, and then my son and him were friends and skateboarded together. And, you know, it's just so sad to see these young lives cut short. We have struggled through so much ourselves in the last two years, um, just getting through all of this um, stuff that is being put down upon us, um, however dangerous it may or may not be. It has caused so much stress in our lives that just amplifies what, our own personal stresses. You know, oftentimes I talk about, you know, health-wise, if your body's unhealthy, if you've got bacteria, viruses, molds, hidden infections, heavy metals in your body, when you wake up in the morning, it's a struggle to get out of bed. It's a struggle. I have patients tell me that they can't get out of bed in the morning when they, uh, when they first wake up because they're in so much pain. And this is a either physical, chemical, or chemical factor. But there is an emotional, mental factor as well. And the funny thing about pain is you cannot see it. I remember when I was uh, 12 years old and I broke my back falling out of a tree. Um, I w went to my parents and explained how much pain I was in. But nobody listened. They looked at me and said, you're a kid. You know, you can't be in that much pain. Most parents think that their kids can't be in that much pain. I went, uh, my back went undiagnosed, the broken back, for 12 years. And I'm 66 years old now. And, you know, quite honestly, every day I'm, I'm very, very aware of the fact that I have almost no disc less left in my back and that I need to do more than I am doing to keep myself healthy. That's a physical pain. There's chemical toxicity that causes so much, um, so much pain and discomfort. The microbiome in our gut, the bugs in our gut, 95% of the serotonin, dopamine, all the feel-good transmitters are made in our gut, transmitting happiness and pleasure to our brains and love, the, um, oxy, oxytocin. And so that chemical element, there's so much that we know what to do about. We can get the heavy metals and the toxins and the molds out of our body. And remember that the two biggest heavy metal issues that we have are mercury that comes from our environment, from fish, from gold mining back in the day to the, the mining of the silver fillings that are 50% mercury, an inch from our brain. And that mercury is one of the most toxic elements on the planet. And the number one mental effect of mercury is anxiety. Anxiety. How many of our kids suffer from anxiety? How much of our patients suffer from anxiety? 
And you have, um, well, let's talk about lead for a minute too. Lead is a, a very, very toxic element. Most of the people my generation came out of the lead generation, leaded gas, you know, leaded paint, all those kind of things. And lead, depression is the number one toxic result of lead toxicity. So now let's talk about the mental factor. Now, you know, obviously uh, kids or adults, anybody that is seeking chemical enhancement for mood are trying to change the chemistry in their body. They're trying to do something external to change an internal environment. And so they, they seek out drugs, they seek out uh, alcohol, they seek out um, so many different things that could potentially increase the dopamine, the feel-good transmitter, the pleasure, or dopamine's the pleasure transmitter, serotonin's the feel-good transmitter, oxytocin is the love-loving um, type of transmitter. And, you know, one thing that I, I think we do are searching and we're seeking to be accepted and to be loved so much. And when we don't find that from the people we know, we look to have it, get it internally. And so there's so many things that we start to do that can uh, create that effect with us. One thing I was reading something the other day about what we end, what people end up doing, bef- when they are have self-respect, when somebody has self-respect, they're not likely to turn to these type of things. They're they're more likely to get active and create things and go out and help other people. But once you lose your self-respect, then you lose your. I don't want to say this in a bad way, but your moral codes go to where you're doing things to yourself that actually will hurt yourself. And this is where some person starts to do something against um, himself or the family or friends or a group, and he starts to feel bad about it, and he loses his self-respect for it. And then he, if he doesn't correct it, he'll continue to go more and more. These are how, for instance, criminals even come out of this type of thing. And once you've lost your self-respect, you cannot turn this around very easily. So um, I don't want to be misunderstood in thinking that, um, that everybody that has a drug issue or uh, alcohol issue or a lack of self-esteem issue is a criminal. That's not my point. But regarding, regarding of um, self-respect, that is so important because you start to do things to yourself that you know you shouldn't do. And at one point you can't turn back because the pleasure moments, the dopamine high, the uh, serotonin high or the oxytocin um, tosin high is desirable. So at any rate, um, my heart goes out to Eric's family, to his mother and father and twin sister that were there. Uh, sea Cliff today, there were, there were many, many people. There was such a great turnout to show the love and support for a, fam- for a, a community member and a kid that was well-loved by everybody I know. And when I talked to my, my son about him, he says he was an amazing kid that never had anything bad to say about anybody. So when I look at some of the other 
um, children. I know that there's in this age group, there's been at least four or five lives lost to drugs in the last two to three months. A young lady just the other day. And number one, how are these drugs getting so liberally into the country? That's not the um, for discussion today. We just got to take a look at that. Why is it that these are allowed and things like fentanyl, which is the demise of most of these kids, why is it even here? Why can't we put a stop to it? We're the biggest, most powerful country in the world and this is coming in. But that, you know, you can um, OD on drugs or you can take your own life. Now, you know, a lot of my, my daughter has had several friends do that and it's devastating and I'm not impermeabus, impermeous to this myself. When I was 10 years old or nine years old, my older brother at 16 took his own life. He, um, was actually, um, he shot himself with a gun that was in the house unlocked up. A lot of people think guns are dangerous. Well, they may or may not be dangerous, just like an automobile or, you know, um, a knife or any of those things, pesticides and herbicides, but they responsibly need to be under lock and key. Regardless, um, I wanted, what I really want to focus on today is signs for us to pay attention to so that maybe we can prevent this from happening one more time. When um, my brother was 14, um, he was in a terrible car accident with um, the coach of Cal Baseball and his son, who were our neighbors, and the boys were best friends. And they were driving up to a baseball game in, um, from Berkeley to, uh, I think it was Davis, and the car that the coach was driving in had an exhaust leak. They all fell asleep, and there was a terrible accident. Both the coach and his son, who were in the front seat, broke their jaws, their legs, many ribs, arms. Um, they were in wheelchairs and casts for months. My brother, falling asleep in the back, only suffered a bump on his head. And um, lucky him. Well, that was in 1963 or two, I guess. And the one thing, the, the other two healed... But my brother, who was a brilliant, um, imaginative kid who would write plays and put them on for the neighborhood, a sweet kid, everybody loved him, started developing terrible headaches. And nobody, again, pain, you can't see pain on somebody else. You see a young kid and you go, oh, you're not in pain. They're complaining of headaches. He started dosing himself with aspirin so heavily that... The underlying uh, contusion to his brain actually would continue to develop and grow, and it got worse and worse and worse, till the headaches were so bad, his only recourse was to take his own life. Now, back in the 60s, we didn't realize that brain hemorrhages or, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, concussion, concussions that aspirin would increase the bleeding and create more and more of a problem. Well, I'm not saying that it's only the bump on the head that caused him to take his own life, but um, he had a lot of other issues going on. And uh, my sister and I think that because of that bump on his head, he couldn't study and dropped out of school. Um, 
we had to move because back in the day it was a truant officer. Uh, but, you know, I was ten or nine years old and he was supposed to be helping me study. And he called me to, he, I was down in his room and he asked me, he says, Duncan, out of everything that I have, what do you want? And I wanted to jump out of my skin and say, I want you, AJ. But I thought that was silly. So I said, oh, your, your, your clock radio and a couple other uh, things. Well, the next day that was in his will. And even though I was only nine years old, I knew there was something going on. And I didn't make that um, effort to find out what it was. Two days earlier, I was going through his desk drawer and I saw a 22 bullet sitting in the desk drawer. And I thought, what's that bullet doing there? And we all grew up with guns and I knew that that was, shouldn't have been there, but I didn't do anything. The morning that he did commit suicide, my dad and mom were yelling at him uh, for not going to school, and my sister and I were watching cartoons upstairs, and Sudi said, why don't you go down and see what they're doing and see if you can help AJ? So I went down into the kitchen. They were, he was sitting there, and... Um, I looked at him with my parents behind me, and they said, look at what a good boy your brother is. He's making his breakfast. And I felt like flipping the bird behind their back to him. But something told me not to do it, or for some reason I didn't do it because he never liked me to do, be that kind of guy. Well, but that was the end. In that hour or so later, he had taken his life. So I have... Never blame myself. Um, I was a young kid. There were so many signs, but it, as I've grown up and seen this happen with other families and other kids, and even the kids that are overdosing right now, there's so many chances that something that we could say or do that may make a difference, and we just got to be aware of it. Um, one of the speakers today was a young lady that got up and had talked about how much Eric had helped her and that he had called her and asking for help. And she was kind of busy doing other things. And then, you know, that was it. That was the end. And I just, I, I'm sorry to talk about this on the show today, but I was so set back by this event today and all of the events that I've seen, the services and celebrations of life I've been to for these young kids that are either taking their own life or overdosing on medication, that I think it's worth donating a show to, to have us take a look at, you know, what's going on in our own life, what's going on in the lives of those that we love, and even those that we know. What can we do? What can we perceive? You never know how far a small act of kindness can go you know by just saying hi to somebody even though you might be irritated with them or mad with them or have something that is going unsaid that small act of kindness that i've missed so many times that we potentially all have missed so many times can make such a difference in somebody's life you know i'm 66 years old you know, I'll know I've written a lot of books and I've written two on health. But at 66, not a day goes by where something isn't bothering me. And oftentimes I have patients come in and they go, when am I ever going to be out of pain? I go, you will be one of these days. And 
most of the time they laugh and go, when I'm six feet under, I go, yeah, relish your pain. It tells you that you're doing something right. It doesn't mean it has to be terrible and that you shouldn't do something about it. But, you know, I just, my, I really wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about somebody you know. If we all just took a look in our lives and go, hey, there's somebody that I know that I'm just going to reach out to, make a phone call to and go, hey, I was thinking of you. How's everything going? You know, it could make all the difference in the world. So um, if uh, one out of 100 of you do that, it would be amazing. Think of your family members. Think of, you know, your children. Think of people that you work with that are having a hard time and reach out to them. You never know. It might, it might change their lives. And um, so anyway, at this point, I'm, I am going to take my first commercial break. And I appreciate you all. Uh, thank you for putting up with me. I'll be back in just a second. Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have a patient, John, here. And John heard us on KSCO and came in to try the $49 TRT special. And after a couple treatments, you uh, started to feel something pretty tremendous. Originally, I, I heard about it on the radio, and I was a little apprehensive. But I came in and got, got the treatment. And miraculously, I mean, immediately I got relief. And we're talking about three years of 24-7 neuropathy, all kinds of pain, medical doctors. And in one treatment, it changed my life. I mean, it gave my life back because I was able to uh, function and do things and not be in excruciating pain and get some sleep. And I'm going to continue to come back, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's been suffering from chronic pain. Great. Thank you so much. Call Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Family Chiropractic, 459-9990-831-459-9990, and ask for your $49 stem cell treatment today. Thanks. Have a great day. I'm walking in This is Dr. McCollum. I'm back listening to Tuck and Patty there. And Love Warrior is the song. Uh, amazing group, an amazing song. If you uh, haven't listened to them, I highly recommend you do that. It will give you a lot of, uh, it will help you with your um, feel good tr- transmitters. It will help you feel that oxytocin growing in your body. Um, we're talking about, um, really about, the loss of life today via disease, via drug overdose or suicide. And um, so many times it all comes from, well, it does. It comes from pain. That pain can be physical, mental, or emotional. And um, there, I think the emotional part is something that if you're not, uh, you know, trained in detoxification or pain relief, we all know what love is. We all know what rejection is. We all know what uh, remorse is. And um, I think it's, it's just a good lesson for us to be able to not be right and just be effective. And by that, I mean, if you have had bad words with somebody in the last lifetime and you haven't, and you're still holding a grudge to that person, 
they're probably being affected by it too. Or if you're afraid to communicate, you don't think they want to know, hear from you. Just, I, I challenge you this weekend to reach out and make a difference. You never know. Again, I'll say this, you never know how far a small act of kindness might go. And it won't hurt you a bit to do that. In fact, you might get, uh, you might feel better for it yourself. Maybe you need that. Maybe you're the one that needs somebody to call you. Well, you know what? Call somebody else and tell them how much you appreciate them and you will still feel better. So what do we do? What, how do we help people that are down this road? That's a very, very difficult question. Um, I know that, again, there's a, three stressors in life. There's physical, chemical, and emotional, spiritual. Those are the same. And, uh, you know, you've listened to me on this show for many years talking about the two that I can help with, which is the, the physical, which is the nervous system. You have 75 trillion nerves in your body, all controlled by the brain. And every single perception of life around you gets into your body through some kind of nerve, whether it's the optic nerve, the um, coming through your eyes or the ear nerve or the hand touch, vibrance, smell, um, hot, cold, all those things are nerve, hardwired nerves that get to your brain. Soon as they get to your brain, your brain um, registers them and has a response in a chemical called a hormone or a hormone, um, uh, well, it goes through the hypothalamus and basically turns into an endocrine uh, system function that goes through the bloodstream and affects every cell in the body. And in those, in that chemical response is where we get the dopamine, the serotonin, the oxytocin, and all of those feel-good transmitters. And so when you have a bad, uh, we were just talking with Dr. Pompa's group this week, in fact, about this, about what we uh, look at, um, what, what we say, you know, what we talk about, what we think about, we talk about. What we talk about, we bring about. And oftentimes, patients come into the office and they are looking for help, but they're not emotionally ready to get the help yet. They're not ready to, to make the change. There's a quote on the, the desk in my consultation room by Hippocrates, and I don't know it verbatim, but it basically says, if you're coming here so that I can change or help you change your life and your health, then if you're not ready, nothing will work. It's kind of what it says. So how do you know when you're ready? Question I can't, I can't answer for you. But if you're not happy, if you're not feeling well, if you have anxiety or depression, if you feel exhausted, brain fog, all of that stuff, then you are overwhelmed by life. And those things can be handled one at a time. It's like playing pick-up sticks. You pick up one at a time, and pretty soon you put order into the area. Sometimes people come in and do the stem cell machine that we just did a um, commercial on. And somebody came in last week, and we did one on his knee. And he goes, well, that's great. How, when, when, when am I going to feel that, uh, well? <laughs> and I go, well you already felt some improvement. He goes, yeah. And I go, well, there is no magic pill. I don't know how long it's going to take for you, but as long as you're getting positive results, keep doing it would be my advice to you. So 
It's so important to realize that what you put in your body, whether it's uh, your own mental thoughts, food, um, water, whatever you're consuming, if it's if it's unfavorable to health, then it is going to affect your health, your your life dramatically. So. I'm going to get back to the mental emotional thing in a minute, but I do want to continue on on the nervous system. Uh, the nerves control every cell and organ in your body and very much the very top bone in your neck. I'm feeling it right here at the top of my neck. That bone, um, the vagus nerve comes out. It's the 10th cranial nerve comes right out of the top of the neck and then leaves the spine and goes to every organ in your body. And this organ runs the parasympathetic nervous system, all of the um, endocrine system. So it's so important to make sure that there's not any impingement or, or, or blockage of that communication from the brain down to the organs or from the organs back up to the brain because that lack of communication will cause disease. I guess the best way to explain it, and I'll ask this, and unless you're dri- if you're driving, don't do this, but the rest of you, uh, if you've ever been in a, in a family, please raise your hand. Now, if you're driving, don't do that. All right, so probably most of you have raised your hand. And you know what it's like when you have a lot of great communication, and you know what it's like when you have a lot of bad communication. A friend of mine was telling me about this family that... Um, there's like eight or ten kids, and they're f- constantly having fun, playing music together, playing games. Everything's a, just a wonderful, fun event. And then there's another family that can't get along. They, kids fight amongst themselves. The parents don't get along very well. There's disharmony in that. So in one group, you have feel-good transmitters being produced all the time. In the other group, you have... You don't have those. You have anxiety. You have your um, cortisol and adrenaline, your adrenal glands constantly battling it out. And, you know, that will make you sick and it eventually caught that inflammation will cause disease in your body and it will be your demise. So this can come from a, an, a um, physical environment. If you're living in a situation where you're constantly, your body's being stressed, it's being broken down, it's being overworked, you're not sleeping, um, your, your body needs to heal itself at night. And if it's not healing itself, you're going to get sick and the weakest organ in your body is going to break down. Just like this whole thing that happened the last two years, it's the people that are being affected by it. It's the weakest organ in their body that is going to cause their demise. It's not the healthiest organ. If I have a really healthy heart and a weak kidney, my heart isn't going to kill me. My kidneys are. So the, the, weakest, the weakest denominator in our body is what's going to cause us to be sick. So if we can find out where that is, and rather than just medicate it and maintain it at a lower than optimum level, if we were able to increase and improve the health of that via taking the toxins away and, and giving it the nutrition it needs, any of you who have gardens out there know that you don't give a rose bush, you know, vegetable fertilizer. You give it rose bush fertilizer and it will flourish and prosper. If you give it the wrong fertilizer, it won't do well. Bugs will get on the leaves. Aphids will eat the buds before they um, bloom and they'll fall off. 
And that's the same way your body functions. We need to give it proper nutrition. It's not one pill serves all either. We have a genetic predilection. We have very many things that can make us healthy or sick. So at any rate, we're talking about the nutrition or we're talking about the physical communication of the uh, nerves to the organs in the body, um, taking the feedback back and forth and creating proper health. Then we have the chemistry. This is everything from the heavy metals, the molds, hidden infections, the glyphosate, the 87,000 chemicals that we've dumped into our environment in the last 100 years. And, you know, if you take a nice flower, you put it in a glass with the water, and then you dump chemicals and toxins in there, that flower is going to welt pretty quickly. Even if you put it in the ground and you dump that around the roots, and even if you put too much salt there, it will wilt very quickly. I have a patient that was telling us that she's been um, feeling a lot of anxiety lately and she's concerned about it. One of my staff members was talking to her and, and we, she admitted to eating tons of ice cream and junk food the last three weeks. Well, you know, that's, that's part of the picture because I'm going to talk about something called the microbiome in our gut in a minute. But these foods that we eat feed these microbiome in our digestive system. There's 100 trillion of them, only 75 trillion human cells. So we're more bugs than human. And these 100 trillion microbiome or bacteria in our gut, these microorganisms, they devour anything that we put in our gullet. Anything we put in our mouth and that makes it to our intestines, the microbiome break apart and and to its minute components so that we can digest it and live off of it. Well, there's good microbiome and bad microbiome. And when we've had a life of stress, of disease, of drugs, of alcohol, pharmaceutical drugs, antibiotics, um, bad foods, glyphosate, 78,000 chemicals and such, um, heavy metals and molds, that gets into our digestive system. It kills off the good bacteria, and then we have a propagation of the unhealthy bacteria. Now, I remember learning how to draw the good and the bad in school. The bad, you draw a circle, or the healthy ones, you draw a circle, happy eyes and a smiley face. Those are the good ones. The bad ones have slanted, beady eyes and a frown with teeth hanging out of it. So those are the bad microbiome. When we have a, uh, more than 13% of the bad microbiome in our gut, then we are producing toxins that get into our bloodstream and feed our cells. This turns on bad genes. This turns on bad emotion. And it, since 95% of the neurotransmitters, the, the good ones, like the serotonin and the dopamine and the oxytocin, are created in our intestines in our gut and our digestive system once you have these bad microbiome in there they're not being made anymore so you might have a reason to be sad or a reason to be upset or a loss of, in some part of your life that you would like to change or do over or forget about but because of the toxic environment inside your body it's being um it's it's creating a bigger and bigger bigger problem for you it's uh, building upon itself 
And this we can do something about. We can do something about the nervous system. We can do something about the toxic load in your body. Um, if you imagine uh, a 16 out glasses, two of them, one's three quarters full and one's a quarter full. And the one that's a quarter full, let's say that's a toxic load in that person. The one that's three quarters full, say that's a to toxic load in that person. Now you start moving around, the water's going to splash out of that already almost full glass. And those toxins are going to come out of the fat cells and out of the tissue where we're storing them to keep them away from us. And they get into circulation, they get to your cells, your organs, and your brain. And they're going to make you sick, they're going to weaken your immune system, they're going to cause brain fog, and even worse, they're going to turn on bad genes inside your cells. If you're lucky enough to have the glass with only a quarter of the water in it or the toxic load, you can splash it around and it's not going to get out there. So what's the luck of the draw? You never know, we never know who's going to be born with a cup half, half full or half empty. We know that Heavy metals come four generations down through mom's umbilical blood as well as 278 chemicals that they found in the umbilical blood of children that have never lived outside the womb. So that is so much we can do about detoxifying the body. Now, kids, right now, anxiety and depression is so... Um, prevalent in our society and the number one medication prescribed in our country are psych drugs, psychotropic drugs for depression and anxiety and usually they become a cocktail of many. But prior to prescribing any of this, don't you think it would make sense to see if there's a chemical component that would be causing that or even a a, new, uh, a neurological component. I guess you can say if I had a car and the car was losing oil all the time and I went and took it to the shop and they go, your problem is your car's losing oil. So we're going to prescribe a quart of oil a week for the rest of your life. Gosh, pretty soon the leak gets bigger and you go, one quart of oil isn't doing it. You're going to need two quarts. In fact, we're going to put one quart of this hip, super heavy-duty detergent oil in there, you know, because it's going to help. We just think you need it. Well, pretty soon you're putting, you're, you're checking your gas and filling your oil because there's so much going wrong with your car because you never tried to solve the problem. You only mask the symptoms. So medications especially the psychotropic ones, are masking a symptom. Now, whether or not that's needed at first to handle an emergency, I couldn't answer that question for you, particularly, individually. But anything that goes on beyond a short period of time that does not address the upstream cause, whether it is a living situation. Now, we go to mental, physical, or chemical. I'll stick with chemical for a minute. Whether it is a chemical problem from toxins in your body, from poor diet, from lifetime of antibiotics has destroyed your digestive system and all of the microbiome in there. So they're producing toxic um, responses to the foods you eat, whether it is a continuation of the medications that you're taking, not, now, now not just one, but many different ones. It's a cocktail, which again is just filling the car because the oil stick is getting low. And then there's the third component, which is the metal one. Um, I'm going to come back in a moment and talk about that, but we're going to take a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. Thank you very much. If we get together, we can 
Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Lauren, here, and she had a few things to say. Hi, I'm Lauren Spencer, a local realtor, and I've been seeing Duncan for years now. I had a biking accident, and he's been adjusting me since then, and it's been amazing. But lately, I've had trouble with my feet, and I'm an avid walker, avid biker, avid uh, golfer, and uh, my feet were aching all the time. And I tried Duncan's TRT machine, which is an amazing stem cell machine that rejuvenates uh, the cells. And my feet, I've had like three or four um, sessions with the machine and my feet are like new, no aches, no pains. It's a miracle. So I really highly recommend Duncan and his chiropractic services, but also that TRT machine. You got to try it. Wow. Thanks, Lauren. That was awesome. So we still have the $49 special. Come on in and see if it works for you. Thank you. Hi, this is Dr. McCollum. I'm back for the next few minutes, and that's Tuck and Patty, Love Warrior. We all need to be Love Warriors, you know. It's not ever possible for us to always be on all the time or correct all the time, but it is really important that we do what we can to help others when we can. So we've been talking about, you know, life and the loss of life too early, um, and even if there people are alive, maybe they're miserable, maybe they're not enjoying life, maybe they can't understand how to change it. And this is where we come in. You know, uh, I can tell you personally in the last three or four years, there's been moments for myself where I have felt, you know, that things were not going the way I wanted them to, desperate and, you know, like there was no way out. That probably I go through those emotions eight times a day. Or more. But, you know, as long as I, this is, and I've talked about this before, write down your goals and, you know, try to find a path that you want to go on. Because if you don't have a path, then you're going to be wandering aimlessly through life. And if you don't have goals, you have nothing to live for, you're going to find uh, that you are going to be prey to your own emotions. And, you know, I think, one again, I, I think what we need to do is everybody should do, I would ask you a favor, call up somebody that you know today who you haven't talked to in a while and just say hi, see how they're doing, tell them that you think of them, what you were thinking of them, and that you have appreciated something about them. And if we all did that uh, every day or a couple times a week, it would probably be a better world. Um, people need to know that they're, love that they're cared for and you never know again how far one small act of kindness will go sometimes you feel no i shouldn't do that i'd be imposing i would be overstepping my grounds well don't overstep your grounds and and then if you feel that way and and some consequence occurs you know take it as a lesson don't blame yourself forever but try not to make the mistake again you know i'm I'm celebrating um, the life of uh, a young fellow from my neighborhood named Eric, who we all gathered in Seacliff today. And I didn't know him really well, but I knew him growing up from Little League, and my son knew him. And he got on the wrong side of too many drugs. 
and couldn't pull himself out. And again, I was talking about that um, that component of the feel-good transmitters or or that that high that you get from those drugs, even the serotonin and dopamine that our body makes or the oxytocin that our body makes. And, you know, if you don't get it, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you don't get it somewhere, you're going to seek it. And if you start to go down the wrong path, then eventually it, it will catch up with you one way or another. And so we can we can create that for ourselves by many means, but I've talked about the chemical aspect. We do detoxification at my office. It's true cellular detox program. So it starts with a three-month program working to healing the gut so that we can start to pull the heavy metals, molds, and hidden infections out of your body. Um, and then the chiropractic to help with the nerve function, the, the TRT, tissue regenerative therapy, soft wave machine to help uh, boost your body's ability to heal. And we've had miracles after miracle after miracle in our office with that machine. Um, so if you haven't done come in for that, you should. McCollum Family Chiropractic, there's a $49 special just to see if it will work for you. And we get, I'd say over 90% of the time, it does work for us. They're, they say 60 to 90, but ours is, we, if I don't think I, it's going to help, I'll tell you right off the bat. So I, you know, there's no crystal ball, but if all, point, all signs point to yes in that eight ball, you know, then we're going we're gonna to give it a go for 49 bucks to see if it's going to help you. So the mental part of this is the, uh, the dangling participle. It's the variable. We never know how good of actors people are. So many people hold everything in and they have a front that is so stoic or gleeful or um, always trying to help others when them themselves need help more than anybody. And um, there's this, there's this uh, exercise that I do sometimes, which is just to look around and see what I can see with my eyes. And, you know... And or hear or feel. But, you know, if I'm looking at the side of somebody's head, I don't know if they have two ears. I see one. So don't assume you know what's happening because they have a smile on their face or they dress well, you know. Um, or they are always laughing or they seem to have so many friends. Take a moment this week, maybe in a quiet space for yourself, and just go, Wow. This world would be better off if I reached out and helped somebody. Why don't I do that? Who can I call to see if there's somebody I can help? So, you know, if you decide that you want to take a trip to Hawaii and you get in a boat and you take off, you have food for three weeks or however long it takes to get there, but you don't have a map, you're never going to get to your destination and you're going to, you know, end up being lost at sea. So a lot of us go through life lost at sea. We, unless you've had good mentors, um, you know, or good teachers, somebody to set you in the right direction and help you figure out 
there is a purpose for life and that purpose is something that could always be a million times bigger than you think it is. We have an amazing ability to accomplish so much. You know, and, and again, one of my friends who passed away, he was skiing up at, um, I think it was Kirkwood a couple years ago, and a pro skier uh, couldn't find anybody to go with him, and he went by himself, which he knew he shouldn't have, hit a tree, fell in the hole, and never recovered. And at his service, and I was at a service today, and uh, that's why these all come down right now for me, but his daughter got up and said, my dad always said one thing that stuck with me, and that is you can only give up once, you can only quit once, but you can always try again. So where are you in your life? You know, are you uh, 25% where you want to be, 10%, 50 100%? Well, what if you just 10 x it? What if you decided today's the day I'm going to make a difference? Today's the day I'm not going to be the same. Today's the day I'm going to do something I always wanted to do. And you just started off and did it. What if you failed? You never fail. You just try again. You can only quit once, but you can always try again. You know, I mean, the biggest cliche, cliche about that is Thomas Edison. He tried 10,000 different ways to make a light bulb before he finally succeeded. 10,000 different ways. I mean, gosh, what if he got frustrated at 5,000 ways? You know, we'd be in the dark today. Maybe that would be a good thing. I don't know. But, you know, the point is, um, life is in you today, and you can, you can change it. You can... It, it's not always easy. Sometimes, you know, you have to uh, give up on some friends that aren't that healthy for you. They could be toxic for you, some family members that are toxic for you. You know, one of the reason that we get disease, well, the, really the only reason we get disease is because stress in our environment, you know, stress in our body. Now, if your body's toxic, you can't handle outside stress very well. If you're already 50% of your energy or more, and some patients, I think it's 80% of their energy, is going just to battle the inside pathogens and messed up nervous system and um, self-talk to get them out of bed in the morning. They have so much going on, they can't even get out of bed. Their body's so stressed. So where do you start? It's like playing pick-up sticks. Pick up one stick at a time, and pretty soon you'll have order in the room. And it's not a linear path. You're going to have highs and lows, and you just got to be aware of that. So the, the music that I played today, and we'll go out with it in a few minutes, is Tuck and Patty. If you haven't heard them, I highly recommend listening to them. And it's Love Warrior. You know, become a love warrior. And um, that might be a neighbor you don't like. And, you know, we've probably all got some of those. Well, why not reach out? Maybe they aren't likable to you because they're having some problems that they could just be really nice if you said, hey, so-and-so, hope you're having a good day. You know, wow, this guy hasn't talked to me in months. Huh. But that little bit of appreciation and recognition creates a small endocrine reaction in your body. It creates a little bit of dopamine or serotonin or even maybe oxycotton, oxytocin, the love um, 
uh, hormone. So if we could go around and if we have a syringe and we could inject a little bit of those hormones into everybody we know, everybody we see, every time we see them, and if everybody did that, just think about how much happier we would be as individuals because we would be increasing those hormones that literally make us happy or sad. And we can do that by the words we use, by uh, the communication that we have, by smiling, by, um, and then, so, and then, of course, cleaning up your nervous system, which is what I specialize in, and chiropractors do. If you have a chiropractor and you're not going enough, go see your chiropractor. You know, I like people to come in well, not only when they're in pain, because when you're in pain, you've waited too long. So go say hi to your chiropractor. Tell them that you want to have the imprisoned impulses removed out of their body by getting adjusted. Take a look at what's going on in your diet. Take a look at what's in your refrigerator, what's under your sink, what's under your arms. And go, am I putting toxic, you know, am I putting neurotoxins or cancer-causing agents on or in my body? Are they under my sink and I'm breathing them? is, you know, and a little bit at a time, you can change things. But in the last minute here, I, I really want to just kind of reach out again for the, to all of us that have lost friends and family members. It's such a shame. Life is so short. And for those that get it cut short way too early, it's even more terrible. So uh, take a look around Take a stock of who's in your life. Who do you know that you can be nice to? Who do you know that you could reach out to? Um, who do you know that needs a hand? Maybe somebody just needs you to go over and help them with a project at their house because they're too their bodies are too messed up to do it. So anyway, um, any of you that I can help at my office, please come in. Um, I always do complimentary consultations. Um, McCollum Family Chiropractic, 831-459-9990, and we have the $49 stem cell. So we're going to go out now with Tuck and Patty, Love Warrior. Thank you all. We'll talk to you next week. Take a, take a hand now I'm walking in love, yes, oh yes, oh, oh, think of all the precious babies, think about the children. To see them through If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.